In the NFL, Baltimore Ravens cut offensive lineman Alex Lewis only two days after passing a physical. The 2016 fourth-round pick had struggled to stay healthy and began training camp on the pup list while recovering from shoulder surgery. The Houston Texans placed running back Dante Foreman on waivers on Sunday. Foreman was the Texans' third-round pick in 2017, but tore his Achilles in November of his rookie season and spent most of last year on the pup list and played in just one game. In baseball, according to Yankees manager Aaron Boone, Glaber Torres left Yankee Stadium late in the team's 7-4 win over the Red Sox and was taken to New York Presbyterian Hospital where he underwent tests related to a core issue. No update yet on his status for tonight's game against the Orioles. And finally, Philadelphia Union captain Alejandro Bedoya used his goal celebration in Sunday's MLS game at D.C. United to call on Congress to act on curbing gun violence. I'm Chris Pavona, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Rodas, how you doing? Doing well. It was a long, busy weekend and uh, ready to start another week as we get one week closer to the start of the NFL season. I know, isn't it? It's, it's like you blink and it's, and it's almost there, right? It's, you, you blink, you, like, what is it, a month? I mean, I know they're playing Thursday, but what is it, a solid month we'll be in Vegas? Yeah, basically, yeah. About a month. We're August 5th, so yeah, around September 5th, September 6th, we'll be there. Yeah. All right, so we got a, a message in our forums, Adam, that I was checking out today because it's um, what we do. I was wondering if Adam Ronas and Dr. Roto could go on their show and talk about how they actually attack a live draft in Vegas. Do you just sit down with your rankings and go down the list? Or do you pass on a higher-ranked guy and pick a low-ranked player in a better situation? When you sit down at the draft table, what tools are in front of you? What is your mindset going in if you're at the end of the draft? What are you looking to do in later rounds? Do you draft a starting lineup first, or do you build depth and pound away at running backs receivers? How do you guys like to build a team? Please explain the process you use to build a winning lineup come draft day. So that is a mouthful question. It is a sensational questions, but questions, but let's see, let's see if we can go through it. So when you sit down in Vegas at the beat Adam Ronas draft, what will be in front of you? Just my rankings. That's it. Uh, you know, I don't use computer. I don't use software. You know, especially by the time we get to Vegas, we pretty much know the player pool in and out. And that's all I use is uh, I like to have a list in front of me, cross off names. So this way, you know, you have an idea of who's left and you don't miss anything. So, yeah, I just print out my rankings and, and use them. I don't go strictly in order. I've said this numerous times. You know, there might be a player that I have ranked. 17th at receiver maybe i take him over the guy i have ranked 14th because maybe i have 14th on a lot of leagues maybe i don't have a share of 17 and i want one so well that's what i do and uh you know it kind of cost me a little bit last year I, I talked about this but for those that missed it so in vegas last year i had the number one pick so i went girly forgot who's the wide out i took i took girly i think a wide out and i said you know what i haven't taken gronkowski anywhere 
let me mix it up a little bit and see how it goes. Maybe he has a double-digit touchdown season. I thought it could be his last year, and I deviated from what I usually do, and it backfired. I was still able to win the league, but uh, it backfired. I didn't – oh, oh, actually, I won two running backs. It took Jordan Howard and Gronk. Think about that. No. Right? Girly Jordan, no. Jordan, Jordan Howard and Gronk, and I won the league. What does that say? The middle to late-round picks were everybody better. Else, everybody, I mean, else, everybody else sucks. Cooper Cup. No, no, it's funny you four. said that. It's funny you said that, Adam. I just wrote an article today that you can find at fulltimefantasy.com. And I literally just posted the forums before uh, the show started. The, the, the team that came in, what was it, seventh overall last year? I had mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook as my second round pick. I had Josh Gordon as my fifth round pick. And I had Delaney Walker as my ninth round pick. Three of my first t- nine picks stunk. It's amazing if you and we probably don't do it enough, but you should at the end of the season go back and look at your draft. And there are some drafts where you go, "Wow, I did terrible." And other drafts, like uh, the GST league that you're going to be, I nailed the draft the last two years, Doc. If I go over the draft, you're going to be like, "Holy crap!" I, I literally almost nailed every pick. I think my worst pick last year was AJ Green in round two. Still won the league. I had like Cooper Cup, Godwin, Galladay, Kelsey, Chris Carson. Uh, just, you know, a lot of depth in a, in a deep league. But here you see, like, two of my first three picks weren't good. But, you know, Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman, Chris Carson, Godwin, Latavius Murray in round 12, Mahomes late, you know? So um, well, that, was, that, that was interesting. You said that I had Mahomes, I had McCaffrey, I had Juju, and I had Ebron. And those four guys led me to the seventh place overall. I had four super studs, and it helped. Yeah, if you had, so that's a, a huge core. And now all you have to do is find pieces around them to plug in week in, week out. And you might change it a little bit depending on matchups. But, yeah, I mean, obviously the key is obviously to get those three to four big players that week in, week out, you know can give you 20 to 30 points. And then you just need, you know, 10 to 14 from the other guys. Figure out the defenses, maybe stream a little bit. But you'll be amazed sometimes when you go back and look at drafts, even like the top teams. Yes, sometimes they know the draft, but there's a lot of picks in there that don't work. So, you know, here's the thing, though, with that question. Like, and I think you agree, there's no one blueprint because depending on where you pick, your competition, it's going to change. Oh, for sure. So let me, t- let me give everybody a shocking bit of news here. I don't bring my own rankings to the draft, Adam. I don't. I usually, because I'm afraid on my rankings sometimes, I leave out players I don't want to draft. I know that sounds crazy, but if there's a guy I hate, like Jordan Howard, I hate Jordan Howard. I'll never draft Jordan Howard. He may not be on my list. So I will bring another list in that has every player. God forbid I miss a player. So I will bring another list in, and then I just know in my head my own ranking. So I'm using, and usually if I can, it's a tiered list where I have guys in, you know, the three quarterbacks, you know, the next three quarterbacks or whatever it is. That's what I bring to my draft. But I think what you said it was best whether I pick eight or pick 12 or pick two, it's a different formula for, for success. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to change the way you draft because you know if you're picking on the ends and you really want someone, you're probably going to have to reach on them, you know, especially if you believe in that player. So right. it, does, so, it does change the way you draft. Absolutely. So when it says, when you sit down at the draft table, what tools are in front of you? I know a lot of people use computers. Our friend Andy uses a computer. A lot of guys use computers. I, I don't know. I get distracted, Adam. I, need, I, I, just, I want a piece of paper that lists what everybody has and my ranking sheet. That's all I need. Yeah, I just uh, my ranking sheet, and then what I do is on another piece of paper, I write down the starting lineup and then list how many reserves and write in the players as I take them. I will list the buys for the quarterbacks. 
and the tight ends because obviously I don't want to have the same buy. I mean, if 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 it happens that the tight ends, I really like the second one and he has the same buy as the first one, I'll take him because, you know, I'm like, you know what? Things will work itself out during the waiver wire. If it's a close call and I have two tight ends ranked closely, one has the same buy as the other, then I'll go with the one that doesn't have the same buy. But for the most part, and I'll have my phone just to check on the latest news in case someone gets injured because it's happened during drafts. It happened in a baseball draft I saw last year. Jorge Polanco get suspended. It happened in the middle of an auction. No, you're right. And if you have time, I think that's a great thing. Just press a button, click, and make sure that your guy's not injured just before you take him. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think this is a great question, and we're going to continue breaking it down. What do we do when we're in Vegas, when we're sitting at the table? How do we approach our drafts? Dr. Roto, Adam Ronas, full-time fantasy. We're back right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back with Dr. Roto and Adam Ronas, and we're with FullTimeFantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50. ronas 50 will give you 50% off your first two months. That's what we do, all right? We're writing articles. Our rankings are there, right? Our rankings are up this weekend, Ronas. So check, check them out. Look good. Absolutely, yeah. I'll be updating them frequently. So, obviously, a lot of news going on and. Of course, we can never get through a season without any bumps in the road. There's already a lot of question marks, especially in the first couple rounds. Uh, shocking. I mean, Zeke, I, I didn't do my, I didn't update them again. I will update them after every week's preseason games, probably Sunday or Monday. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Maybe I'll spend all Sunday doing it. Make sure that everybody has them for their drafts the following week. All right. So people said, what is your mindset going in if you're at the end of the draft what are you guys looking to do in the later rounds so I had the 12th pick Ronis and I was telling you about that draft where I had killed it I took Mahomes in 12 and Eric Ebron in 14 but what I can tell people is every pick counts every pick counts and I believe that there's at least 20 percent of people who are drinking too much at the table, they're not paying attention, they're not locked in on every pick, they're not, you know, it's round 17 and they're just taking some dude, some random guy. There are no capricious picks when I am picking at them. I am concentrating for all 20 rounds. Yeah, Yeah, and I think you are right. It's a big mistake that people make. I've seen it, especially in home leagues. They just throw away late-round picks. You don't want to do this. Now, you can go back and look, and a lot of your late-round picks, they are not going to work out. You're going to laugh and say, what was I doing? Because we're looking for upside picks here. You know, a lot of these guys don't have full-time jobs. They're the third or fourth wide receiver on a team. They're the third running back. But you're looking at it and saying, okay, if an injury opens up, this team can go off. Uh, this player can go off. So, you know, you are looking for ceiling plays if everything breaks right. There's a reason why these guys go in the last few rounds. 
But if you even get one or two of these guys to work out, that's huge. So you don't want to waste the pick. I told the story last year. So our draft in Vegas to beat Adam Ronald's league, it flew by. It was going so fast. And I had the first pick. So I had the last pick. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to take? And people are like, come on, it's the last pick. Let's go. No. I had, like, several players on my list that I thought, you know, potentially could play themselves into a big role. I told you. I, I thought about Philip Lindsay, but I didn't take him. I read all the reports in training camp about how impressed he was. I'm like, yeah, but they got Royce Freeman. Nah, he's not going to do anything. Is he even going to get snaps? So I said no. I was thinking about Cole Beasley, a couple other players. I eventually settled on Antonio Callaway, and I dropped him before he had a couple big games. Uh, I think I wound up getting him back, possibly, but... You know, to me, and you know, it easy. People could have said, "Oh, it's a twentieth round pick, last pick of the draft. Who cares?" No, man, it matters. I mean, look at this pick. So, uh, Truck had a bad year and Hammer in the league. They're good players, though. He took Jared Cook in round twenty. How, how, look at that. I mean, that was part. Right. That is a home run. Great pick. That's a home, home run. run. Look, I, I looked 20. at my draft, Adam. I had Chris Ivory was in sixteen, which made sense to me at the time because I didn't like McCoy. Quincy Nunwa, I took in 17, who, had he not gotten injured, I thought he was great. I took Zerline in 18. I can't remember who took in 19, but my 20th pick was Dallas Goddard. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take him because I, I, my guys, I told you, were Taylor Gabriel, Lamar Jackson, and Dallas Goddard. Were my three guys I took in round 20. I think Truck made a great pick with Jared Cook. I'll go back to my guys. I thought Lamar Jackson was going to play at some point. Goddard, I thought, was going to play at some point. And Gabriel, I thought, had some upside in that offense. There's no wasted picks in a draft. End of story. Yeah, it, they're all valuable. And you, I know some people are going to say, oh, well, most of those guys you wind up dropping. That's not the point. The point is, is to think about those picks. Don't just say, oh, uh, okay, I'll take some veteran that I know his name and, you know, whatever. Or I'll take a second kick or a second defense. No, don't do that. Think about the pick. Have someone in place. Have a plan. And understand that if that pick works out, like Jared Cook, that's perfect. You know, uh, no one expected him to be what he did last year because for years we have been teased by him. But he got an opportunity in offense that lacked weapons, and it worked out. So think about that pick. You know, Jalen Samuels was taken in the last round of that draft, too. That's a good pick because yeah. you looked at it saying, well, okay, Le'Veon Bell. Everyone, I think, expected Bell to eventually come back, but you have to think the scenario in your head. Okay, well, what if Bell doesn't come back? All right, Connor's the guy, but hey, Samuels could play a role. Now, I don't know if that team hung on to him all season. Maybe not. Mitch Trubisky went in the last round of that draft. So, you know, think about those picks late. Don't give up and just throw them away. And I think that happens way too much. I see if you're ever at a live draft, like your homely draft, you could see it. People oh. are just like, uh, they're drinking, they every they're sport. talking they to their friends. Every sport. Yeah, they're not sitting at the table. They're not sitting. They get up from the table. They're walking around with a beer. They're chumming it up with their buddies. Oh, uh, Anthony, who do you want in round 19? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Who's uh, there? I'll oh, take, I'll take, uh, uh, let me see. Is this guy yeah. there? No. Is this guy no. there? No. How about, no, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, I'll take him. And it's like some veteran who's done yeah, nothing guy, for seven right, years. Who's so done. Just right, because right. he knows guy, his name. Right, right. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, Anthony's done. Next team, right, this guy's not winning. So unreal, but it's so true. All right. Again, you can go back and look at these drafts, and you know, someone wants to criticize us, be like, oh, you took this guy. It didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why these guys go in round 15 or later, okay? They're, it's it's a crap. Here's the difference, though, Adam. I you might be wrong. Where's, I, was exactly. wrong with, I was wrong, but there was reasoning behind the picks. Right. The thing is, what is the path to success for that player? You have to envision right. it in your head and say, you know what? If Things break right. This guy will do this. 
That is the point. We're not just throwing darts here with these picks in the last few rounds. They matter. Again, if you just get one pick in your last five rounds to become an every week starter, you did well. Because again, we're also talking kickers. We're also kicking kickers. We're also talking. Right, exactly. Uh, and we're, we're talking kicker's defense, too, with two of the picks in the right. last five rounds, too, so we're minimizing right. the pool. But so yeah. anything, anything from round 12 to 20, right, because we're going to minus two guys for kicker and defense. So you're looking at your last six picks. If you can get one to two guys who end up being special from rounds, you know, in those rounds, you, you had a great draft. You had a great Definitely. draft. I mean, and, that, and, that, and in our draft, a lot of times, two of those guys are going to be quarterbacks as well, Adam. Right. I mean, for me, last year was Mahomes on 15. Yeah, I had Mahomes in 12 and Ben in 13. That's what I did. So, yeah, all right, let's it worked out very well. Yeah. Do you draft a starting lineup first, or do you just build depth and pound away at running backs and receivers? How do you guys like to build a team? I think people talk about this all the time. I, a lot of people make the misconception, let me get my starting team in. I don't even think that way. I just take the best player, but what I do do, Adam, is I have a third sheet. So I have a ranking sheet, I have a sheet of the entire draft board, and then I have a third sheet that lists my team. So I'll write down two quarterbacks, seven running backs, seven receivers, two tight ends, a kicker, and a defense, and I fill in that sheet as I go to see who my starters are and my depth and what I need to do. That's how I approach that part of the draft. Yeah, I'm really not concerned about the starting lineup because, you know, tight end could be a position that maybe you don't, depending on how the draft goes, you know, I might not get a tight end until after I have a, a bench player. Uh, so what I do list the start. So what I do is I list the starting lineup, you know, for so for fantasy football championships, I'll list quarterback, running back, running back, receiver, 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 tight end, flex, flex, kicker, defense, draw a line. And then the bench spots, which is nine, and I'll put a QB and a tight end because usually I'm going to get a backup. For 20 rounds, I'll do it. 16 rounds, I'm not taking a backup quarterback in most instances. I'm not taking a backup tight end in most instances, especially if you're doing a draft like a month before the season. I've mentioned this numerous times. I want as many cracks at a potential running back on the bench in case a starter gets hurt in training camp or in the preseason. So... Uh, in the 20-round draft, yeah, I will take a backup quarterback. I will take a backup tight end most times. Uh, but, yeah, I have that list to the side. Usually there's always – I don't – the draft board will be usually on a screen or they do the stickers and the board, so I'll have that in front of me. Right. I just find, like, if I have the list of what I want to take – that doesn't mean I will take that, but if I write two right, you got to be flexible. You could change. I got to be. I could change, but I want to just set, have that as a as a blueprint of all right. This is what I want my roster to look like. But I don't, if I pick six receivers and one running back, I pick six receivers and one running back. I'm just trying to pick the best players out. Exactly. If the receiver value keeps coming to you, just take it, and you know what? You'll figure out the running back spot later on. Right. All right, I want to talk about uh, this year's draft. I wrote an article about picking it, drafting at position 12, and there's a lot of debate coming up on, uh, on social media. We'll discuss more after this.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, I want you to get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. So here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. But if you do have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, Adam. So I wrote an article about drafting in position number 12. And last year in this draft, as I mentioned, I started out with McCaffrey and Cook. I loved getting McCaffrey, and the draft was on August 31st, and McCaffrey was just going in the end of the first round, and he started to move up even more when we got to Vegas. I'm just not sure this year I would take two running backs at the end of the first. I think you could get two better receivers, whether it's Juju, Tyreek, Michael Thomas, Beckham, Julio. I think that might be the better move this year. For sure. I mean, maybe there's one running back that potentially you like. It's a possibility, but the receiver value is great there because of the running backs that are going early. And I think people get fearful because they worry, oh, well, I'm not going to get a good running back. I actually think there's some decent running backs in rounds three and four. Now, some of them might start to get pushed up the board. So you just have to have that in mind. And remember, too, especially in the fantasy football world championship format, we start three receivers in two flex spots. So you can just roll up the wide receiver depth in there and you know kind of just figure out the running back. Again, I really want to have one really good running back, and I'll figure out the RB2 because, again, I could start five receivers. So it, I can make that be my strength. But the who's the guy? Because Le'Veon Bell was going there, but now he's not going at 12 anymore. Now you're looking at Mixon, Connor. You feel good about one of those guys at 12? And Cook. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I was feeling really good about mixing until the injuries on the offensive line for the Bengals. So you have the and question right there. Right. And, and they did have, but they did, you know, he did put up the numbers. And again, volume is the key. Now, the touchdowns might not be there because the offense certainly has question marks. Connor, I, I, I think I would consider him there on the turn. I, to me, I guess the only risk with him is, you know, he did have he did get banged up late in the year. There's been talk of Jalen Samuels being more involved in the past game, although Connor recently said, you know, he's the main back. And based on the Steelers' history, they tend to go with one back. But there's definitely some risk to him. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you can make a case for. But it's funny because Dalvin Cook has had a lot of injury issues the last two years. Like, we get all over Leonard Fournette and bash him. Dalvin Cook's the same thing, but no one speaks like that. Like, why does Fournette get the... Oh, yeah, he's always injured. So is Cook. What has Cook done in his first two years? He's been injured both years, right? Yeah, he ha- look, I- I've had him both years. I love this guy. You know, there's nothing I don't like about Dalvin Cook. 
with the exception of the injury history. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't know where this guy goes. I'll have to check the numbers here on the ADP list. Alexander Madison, I would absolutely... Oh, 140. He's about 140, 141. I'm taking this guy in round 11 or 12 if I take Dalvin Cook because I think he's going to start three games this year. Yeah, he could be for sure. I mean, we know that Cook is definitely a major risk. Now, the talent is tremendous, and you know the Vikings want to run the football. We saw that when they changed offensive coordinators last year, late in the year. So definitely think he is uh, in contention there. But you're right. I mean, you could look at it. You could get Juju and Julio on the turf. I mean, the, the ceilings for those guys are huge, and the floor is very high for both too. So that's the safer start if you're not worried about the running back position and go, you know what, I'll find a running back around three or four. You know, you might even take one on the three, four turn and then another wide receiver. So again, it all depends on your format. Remember, some people play in leagues with two running backs, two receivers and one flex, which is, I mean, so thin. I mean, if that's the case, you got to urge your commissioner to expand the starting lineups. But in our format, I mean, you can go, you know, three receivers in the first four picks. If they're the I'm best players. I have to check. Uh, F- Fantasy Frankie sent me a, uh, a board the other day of one of his drafts. It was an online championship draft. And he started out with Beckham. Was it him? No, it wasn't him. But the guy started Beckham and Hill. I mean, that's a great start. You go start Beckham Hill. And then the guy came back with Marlon Mack and Kenny Galladay. I would take that with my first four picks. I would, too. The one concern I have about Mack is the lack of receptions. But... When you put him among those three wide receivers, I'm not really worried about it as much because Beckham has Beckham could score 15 touchdowns. Tyree Kill can score 15 touchdowns. So those guys with their ceilings, and especially when you're playing for a big prize, can offset the lack of receptions you get for Mac. And if Mac, remember Mac, they really didn't go to a full time until down the stretch. And if you think the Colts are going to have a game script where they're playing from ahead quite often. That boosts Mac, and he's going to get a lot of carries late in the game. Uh, he has a good bet, uh, to, good shot to score double-digit touchdowns too. Again, that'll offset some of the lack of receptions that Mac gets. All right, let me give you a a statement, and then you tell me yes or no, and then I'll reply. Odell Beckham Jr. will be the number one overall receiver in fantasy football this year. Uh, I think it's possible. I do too. I mean, Baker. Eli Manning is not nearly as accurate as Baker Mayfield. He was all over the place. He was getting double covered. I mean, this is a much better offense with a much better quarterback. And Beckham still performed at a high level. What could he do with a, with a guy who, who was laser-focused like Baker? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you watch the Giants a lot. And Eli Manning was off target on a ton of passes to Beckham. And Baker is going to be way more efficient and... You know, it's a good offense. There's definitely a lot of pressure on them. But, you know, I think Beckham is kind of eager to prove, too, that the Giants were wrong for dealing him and blaming him for some of those issues. There's a lot of excitement in Cleveland. So, yeah, Beckham is someone that I could I would not be surprised at all. I mean, he's oh, we know the talent is there uh, now. You know, the health is a little bit of an issue. I think he shut it down last year. I don't think he was hurt. Oh, I think he shut it. Totally down. think he shut it down. Um, but yeah, I mean, Beckham is just dynamic and, uh, it would not be a surprise at all if he finished as the number one wide receiver. Can I say something about that? I don't blame Beckham in the least. I think Pat Shermer used him incorrectly. I think Eli Manning couldn't find him 
and I think he was frustrated. Now, look, I get the frustration. I don't like packing it in, but I get it. I understand why you're like, you know what? I just, I don't want to give up myself because football, here's why it's different. It's not like tennis. You know, tennis is just you. Football, though, you can get injured. I mean, Eli throws a bad pass. Beckham's career could be done. I can't say I blame him for not wanting to be putting himself in harm's way. Uh, I do. I don't think that's a quality you want to have because if he did it then, now again, the expectations for the Browns are sky high. What if they struggle? What if they get off to a bad start? What if he I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay, but what if this team has never done anything? They have a lot of pressure on them. They're talking a lot. Teams are going to be gunning for them. I mean, the Browns are like, like the sexy pick, the sexy team that everyone roots for. It's like unbelievable now how everyone loves the Browns. What if they can't handle the pressure? What if they fall? Just because I have a Baker Mayfield jersey, Ronis. Don't come on, get off. No, again, I like them and I expect them to do well. I'm just saying, though, this is a team that has not dealt with these expectations before. Week one, home against Tennessee. Who do you like? Browns. At the Jets. Jets Monday night. Jets are gonna smoke them. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Two uh, zero, right? I think that's no, going to no, be I, I a, it's a competitive game. All right, I'm going to go so. two zero. All right, at the, at home against the Rams. Loss. All right, two one at Baltimore. Loss. Two two at San Francisco. Win. Three two home against Seattle. Seattle doesn't travel well. I'll say four two. So they're four two going into the break at New England. Loss. Four three at Denver. Win. 5-3. Home against Buffalo. Win. 6-3. Home against Pittsburgh. Win. 7-3. Home against Miami. Loss. Just kidding. (laughs) 8-3. Away against Pittsburgh. I'll say a loss. Loss. 8-4. Home against Cincinnati. Win. 9-4. At Arizona. Loss. Seriously? Yeah. Murray. All right, 9-5. Nine, nine, Murray Ho- says Adam uh, Baker. 9-5. <laughs> Home against Baltimore. Win. 10-5 at Cincinnati. Loss. 10-6. So you're nah, saying I don't know. All right, look, so ele- look, they're 11-5 or 10-6. and six. That's a pretty good team. It is, but you know how this goes in the NFL. We do this every year. What if they get a couple of injuries? What if things don't work out? Again, no, but I thought you were pretty accurate there. There, there was very few games I disagreed with. I think this is an 11-5, and 10-6 team that Odell Beckham Jr., and I think playing with Landry is a real help here. I do. These guys will push each other. Because, look, I, I can't say much, but I remember watching the Hard Knocks show last year. Was there any more competitive guy than Jarvis Landry? Oh, for sure. So you think he's going to let Beckham dog it? I don't see that, dude. I don't see Well, again, see it. if they're winning, you don't have to worry about that. I'm just saying if they fail to live up to expectations and things go wrong, you know, how does Beckham react to that? Because we've seen it not go well before. So I, you have to include that in the outcomes of possibility. It might be a low percentage, but it's possible since he already did it once before. And I'm going to give you something that I think is big here, too, that nobody's going to bring out except right here on this show, Ronis. Eli Manning is a very nice guy, but he's like, you know, uh, he's a wet weedy. Do you think he's getting into Beckham's face on the sideline? 
Baker Mayfield will light Beckham up on the sideline. They may kill each other, but Odell Beckham is going to get hear it from Baker Mayfield. I, and that may be a good thing because Baker will not let him dog it. Yeah, or it could be a bad thing and disrupt team chemistry. That could be true. That could be true, but I don't see it. I think Eli just didn't push Beckham at all. Oh, of course. That's just not his personality. We know it is for Baker. He's chugging beers. Yeah. I mean, do you, you like that, Ronis? You like seeing your quarterback chugging beers? Yeah, I have no problem with it. As long as you show up on Sunday, that's all that matters. So you could have cake on Saturday Gronk, and play on Sunday. Gronk was a party guy. He showed up on Sunday, right? That's all that so, matters. So is LT. So is LT. Well, all right. doing other things. <laughs> yeah. All right, back more after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronas. I'm trying to go to play FFWC.com right now. I'm in the lobby, Ronas. Tonight, an online championship at 1030, Adam, and a starter full season at 830. So there's eight spots open in the full season, and the online championship uh, has uh, a lot of spots available. But you go to play ffwc.com you sign up great payouts great easy to use draft room and a bunch of players who uh won't cheat you because there's no trading in the art leagues adam yeah and you know a lot of people like that they some people just get fed up with trading obviously with a lot of money on the line you can't risk the trading you don't want collusion so uh it makes things a little bit easier with a lot of money on the line Oh, I, you know, Big Phil just sent me a thing where he said I didn't yell at him, but we, I didn't look at his team. Let's look at Big Phil's team so I could yell at him. Uh, what pick did he have, Adam? Uh, team seven. Okay. Here was an online championship from August 3rd. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. DeAndre Hopkins was Big Phil's first pick. You like it? Yeah, I'm fine with it. How about Chubb, Fournette, Ingram in two, three, and four? Uh, I wouldn't build my team that way. Uh, fine with Chubb in round two, especially if I start a wide receiver. Uh, Fournette around three, look, I don't know. I have not taken him yet. I understand it. We could look back and say, wow, Fournette was a steal. We all know he is capable of putting up a big season. Health has been the factor that has limited him, but he's going to get volume. And what do we want in fantasy football? We want volume. He can catch the football. The offensive line is healthy. Last year was really banged up. Nick Foles, you would think, is an upgrade at quarterback from Blake Bortles. Let's see Foles, though, outside of Philadelphia where he hasn't thrived yet. But still, you got to think it's an upgrade. So I understand uh, the thought for Fournette. I just haven't taken him yet. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not ready to, to go into that pool. I don't know. I mean, where are you on Fournette? It seems like you're willing to take him in round three, correct? I'm have willing you, to take him in round three. Have you three. taken him yet, though? I no. have not. That right? doesn't mean I wouldn't. I think Big Phil's mistaken. I told him this. Ingram and four. Ingram right? before he because yeah, God because Godwin was on the board. Oh yeah, definitely. I would have taken Godwin. Yeah, yeah, I would have taken God because you had Chubb and Fournette. 
Right. So at this point, you don't need Ingram. And look, I like Ingram. I do. But getting back to Fournette, man, this was a crazy draft. I, I got to read you round. Let me read you this because round three had guys that I've never seen here before. Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Bell, Elliott, Adams, Hopkins, David Johnson, Michael Thomas, Beckham, Julio, Frankie takes Juju. So, so far it's fair, right? Then Hill, then Gurley, Mixon, Evans, Cook, Chubb, Antonio Brown, Kelsey, Connor, Kittle, Gordon, Damian Williams. Wow, Connor fell. Bell. Keenan Allen, then carry on Johnson, Thielen, Cooper, T.Y. Hilton as the fifth pick of the third round, then Edelman, then he took Fournette. I don't know. I think I would have taken Diggs over Fournette. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I would too. I just, I get, and I'm so torn on Fournette because I see both sides, which leads me right now to not taking him because I don't feel strongly enough about him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette is one of the top running backs in the end of the year, but there's a lot of risk involved with him. So that, that's the problem because he has, it, not- I think, it, you know, there's good risk and bad risk. Right I up. think Fournette is good risk, Adam. I do. I think he's good risk. And- see, he, here's, where, here's where I think Fournette, I'm more willing to take him. If I start two wide receivers. You know, it's funny that you said that. I was just thinking about that. So if you went Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Fournette, you'd feel better about that. Yes. Well, it depends on what running backs. On the See, Kerry Johnson, you mentioned early third round. I actually think that's a good spot for him. I, I hate this news with the Riddick. You were able to get Kerry Johnson late third, early fourth. I know I did a best ball draft. I think I got him 311. Perfect spot. That's where you start two wide receivers, you get Kerry Johnson. The reason why his stock has gone up is because they cut Theo Riddick. So now everyone thinks, oh. Yeah, but you don't gonna, worry about CJ was catching- vomit? No, I don't. Even if they mix in C.J. Anderson, they want to run the football out. You really don't think Carryon Johnson is going to get the bulk of those touches? And if you go look, Carryon Johnson was catching the football. He was on a, I think he had 32 receptions on 39 targets. And remember, he didn't play the whole season. So he could catch 50, 55 passes. This is an offense that wants to run the football. The volume. So let me ask you there. this. Would you take Carryon at the first pick? Would you go Barkley, Carryon, Keenan Allen? Or do you like Damian Williams there? Uh, right now, I'd take Carryon. I mean, uh, Damian Williams... The reason why everyone likes Damian Williams, it's clear. He plays in the Chiefs offense, Andy Reid. But Damian Williams has never had more than 50 carries in a season. He's already dealing with a hamstring injury. Andy Reid wasn't complaining, but he was like, hey, he's missed some time. We kind of need him on the field. So Damian Williams is the ultimate risk-reward. The problem is you don't want to take that risk in the first two rounds. I don't think I'm going to have Damian Williams this year. I haven't taken him yet. I, he's I'm not against guy. taking him. I'm not against taking him. There are guys he, I'm against taking. He Here's the thing. There's a huge upside for him, but there's an extremely low floor where he doesn't even have the job in week three. Right? It's that's, possible. That's possible, but I, I, I'm not – look, I always go for the win. He's a winning pick. He's a winning pick. He's a losing pick, but he's a winning pick. Uh, yeah, I think he's more on the losing pick side, though. I, I just see – like, like why, are, why are we to believe that all of a sudden at 27 years old, he's going to be able to hold up for 250, 300 touches? We've never seen it before. Look, I wouldn't have passed T.Y. Hilton there. I'm, I'm not passing up T.Y. Hilton at the last pick of round two. Well, people are down no on T.Y. Hilton, I, I, I don't feel, get right? That. Why? Oh, I know. Come it, on. It can't, it, can't, it can't be the Andrew Luck calf injury, right? It can be. I think it can be. You think oh, that's look what it, And look, I did a watch it video on that today, by the way. All right? 
I'm worried about Andrew Luck. I am 100% worried about Andrew Luck. I would be lying otherwise. I don't, if I'm drafting tonight, if I'm in the online championship tonight, I am not drafting Andrew Luck. Well, I think we touched upon a little bit last week when we talked about it, said it doesn't matter for us because we're not drafting him anyway, just in the way we draft where we wait on quarterbacks. Now he might start to fall. We're still a month away. Uh, it is. A, he said today that he expects to be ready for week one. But we know calf injuries are tricky. But I do remember this time last year, there were a lot of people who said, oh, Luck hasn't been throwing the shoulder, and he was fine. So we're still a month away. But it is concerning that he cannot practice it's, at all. It's not even that for me. It's that it's – let's say he feels better, okay? I get that. He feels better. He could re-injure it on any play that he runs out of the pocket. Yeah. A calf could go at any time. This is – who – was it Josh Donaldson? I mean, in baseball, yeah. don't you remember that year? It, this could this could come up again and again. This guy might be questionable every week of the season this year, Adam. Yeah, look, when it comes to drafting luck, it's simple. If you feel that way, Doc, it's easy. You don't take him because there's so many other good quarterbacks. Now the question is, what does it do for the rest of the offense if he's out? We know Jacoby Brissett can be decent. But I guess, you know what the thing with Hilton is? I think it's the lack of touchdowns that scares people off. He's never had more than seven touchdowns in a season. You know, he had six last year. He's not a high-volume guy either. He's uh, not. not he's, he's the guy who's four for 113, and maybe right. you get the touchdown every third week. Right. You know, yeah, the more I look at these numbers, it's still, hmm. he's only had 90 receptions one time in his career. Would you have drafted Amari Cooper? Over what? Carry on? Over Damian Williams. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think Coop, I mean, look, how does Cooper not get a hundred receptions in that offense? Yeah, I, I, look, I, I, I heard someone talking about Cooper, and they were talking about his first couple years with the Raiders. That means nothing right now. Like, why are we talking about that? He was inconsistent. I understand that, but what does it mean now? He's on a new team. Like, what? Can we agree it, that Dak is inconsistent, though? Can we just agree that Dak is an inconsistent I, quarterback? I wrote it up with Dak. Go look at his numbers with Cooper completely different. He had no wide receivers last year. When he had Dez, he was solid. Dak has been a QB1 every year he's been in the league. He didn't have a go-to receiver until Cooper came. And so, Cooper Cooper wasn't there. This is the first full offseason they had together. Think about it. Cooper came in the middle of the season, had to learn a new playbook, work on a new offense, and he had a couple down games, but he had some big games. Now he gets the whole offseason to work with him. You think he's Dak in, is a QB1? Really? In fantasy? Yeah. He has been three straight years because of his rushing. He rushed for six touchdowns in each of the first three years. That's true. I, look, I think the world of Dak Prescott, and I have him. In, I, I, was, I was a guy in the rookie year that believed in him because I watched him in Mississippi State. But I've always felt of him as a gamer, a leader, and does enough to get by, but he's not a great quarterback. Well, I've been saying they've been saying that the offense has become a lot more risk-taking, and they've not been vanilla with Keller Moore there. So they've been a, a lot more aggressive and opened things up. So I think there's going to be more creativity in this offense. And they're going to need it, too, especially if Zeke's out. That's the thing. If Zeke doesn't show up, they're going to have to become a little bit more of a passing team. Well, uh, Keller Moore I, I, was a very good quarterback at Boise State. He was a very, you know, Statue of Liberty type player guy there. I, they need that. I mean, they were not under Linehan at all. I'll say this way, Dak. Do you want him in fantasy as your QB1? No, but he's a fine QB2. And if you get stuck where there's some stupid team in your home league that takes second quarterbacks before you do, 
I think you're fine with Dak as you could be one. And their schedule is very favorable to open up. It's like the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. That's another reason to take the Cowboys defense late in your draft. If you like to stream, because you're going to play them the first two weeks. Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins, does it get any better than that? No, those guys are disgusting. I will say this. I will say that the team that took luck was very good and that they took Lamar Jackson in 16. I like yeah, that. that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. You're going to take a risk on luck, get yourself a guy who doesn't suck. I think that would it. Let's take a look at Frankie's team. I thought Frankie had a good draft. Starts out with Juju and Hill. Then he takes Josh Jacobs and Mack. Then he takes Landry and Kirk. I think getting Landry in five and Kirk in six is dynamic. Yeah, Kirk in six is phenomenal. I mean, again, if you believe in this Arizona offense and you think they're going to run a high-paced offense, Kirk is going to be a big factor there. So, you know, he's probably going to be their number one. Uh, I know Larry Fitzgerald's still there, but Kirk's the more dynamic player. So, yeah, Kirk is going pretty early in drafts because people are very high on the uh, Arizona offense. And uh, they're playing uh, – I think they're playing Thursday night. Um, yeah, they, uh, I forgot who they're playing. But, yeah, I'm interested to see um, uh, how much Kyler Murray we see in that game. I, honestly, I want to see as little as possible. I really do. I don't Can want I get a couple series? Hurt. I want a couple yeah. series, man. Just I'm excited, one man. Series. Come on, we're excited. All right, is Frankie crazy or genius? Yes. Oh, oh, we're talking about his draft. Okay. With Jordan Howard in round seven. That guy's, like, toxic. There's no <sighs> I, way I'm taking How do you pass Eckler up? And not go Eckler-Murray and you take Howard. Blech. Yeah, I would, I would take Eckler over him too. And I understand, you know, maybe Gordon's back. Maybe this thing ends. But we've mentioned it before. Eckler's still a standalone value. Now, if Gordon is starting and healthy, is he overvalued around seven? Yes. But there's a potential. Gordon misses nine, ten games. So I think we're getting closer to that possibility. So I'd rather take – we know what Eckler can do. So I'd rather have that. I know we've been hearing positive things about Jordan Howard – but then there was a lot of buzz on Miles Sanders last night. He had a nice touchdown run. You know, Howard's not going to catch passes. So he's very touchdown reliant. And maybe it happens in this Eagles offense. They're very good. But uh, I think by the middle of the season uh, or sooner, Miles Sanders is going to be the main back there. I'm thinking by the time we get to Vegas, Miles Sanders might be a fifth-round pick. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> it might happen next week. Yeah, I really do. I mean, he's going to like 7-8. and eight. He's not going to 7-8. and eight. By the time we were in the yeah, his ADP, ADP right now is 89. That's definitely right. He's won as early as 60 in a draft. Holy cow. I told you. So so that's fifth round, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. All right. What about, um, let's see. D.D. Westbrook went with the first pick of the seventh round in front of Will Fuller. All right, we'll talk about that. D.D. Fuller, Chris, Curtis Samuel, which one do you like? We'll discuss when we return right after this. NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, remember mockdraftnow.com, mockdraftnow.com. I love to mock draft at mockdraftnow.com. I only get Tyree Kill in round four every time I draft Ronas. Literally every time I draft. Yeah, definitely. Same here. It's like <laughs> I am like always like, all right, I gotta take Tyree Kill here. So uh right it right it right in early round four. If you're in late round four, you can't do it. You might if you really want him, you gotta take him in three. Yeah, just get him. Just get him. All right. Mockdraftnow.com. I think I have forty teams in there already, Ronas. I think I have about 18, something like that. Oh, I got to catch up. Catch up, catch up. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you're busy here. All right, round seven, D.D. Westbrook, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel. You're on the board. Ronus on the clock. Who are you picking? Curtis Samuel. Really? Over Will Fuller? Yep, absolutely. Why? Why? Uh, Fuller's coming off the injury. Uh, I did see them say something that it might take him a little bit to get into form. Uh, he's got to compete with QT and Hopkins. Samuel's dynamic, man. Uh, he really started to come on last year. Uh, he's been getting rave reviews in training camp. And... So let me ask you this question. Is DJ, DJ Moore overrated and Curtis no, Samuel no. underrated? No, I think DJ Moore, I still like him where he's going. I know Samuel's a little bit cheaper, but I think both guys can be good. I mean, the final five games for Samuel last year, uh, 20 catches, 298 and a touchdown. We know he's going to get a couple end arounds. They'll use him in the run game. I, I like this Panthers offense, man. It's really good. I mean, with Samuel, Moore, McCaffrey, I just like this offense. If Cam I have one healthy, problem so. with the offense. Cam. What? You put Mahomes in. If you put Mahomes in Carolina, dude, oh, my God. Nah, the, thing, the thing is with Cam, though, is I, I think they're going to, and they started to do it last year, they're going to throw a lot short passes and let the receivers do the work after the catch. I mean, DJ Moore is tremendous after the catch. He's one of the best in the NFL. Same with Samuel. So I don't think this is Cam dropping back, throwing bombs to these guys. You know, occasionally, of course, yeah. But I think it's going to get the ball in the hands of the receivers and McCaffrey, let them do their thing after the catch. Look, I, I hope. I hope that's what they do because that makes it seem great. All right, Adam, who's coming up in hour number two? Uh, no guest today. I'll be riding solo. I'll be uh, reviewing my flex, super flex draft from the weekend. All right, there we have it. Are you happy with your team? Yeah, I am, uh, but it's another lesson. Uh, there was a player I took in round four that I had no idea I was going to take him, but he slipped, so I took him. All right, there we have him. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. Back for hour number two with Adam right after this.